the things that make us uncomfortable i am your co-host alura and i'm your other co-host jade we're your favorite ho-ho-hos inviting you to sit on our laps to ask you a bunch of stupid questions so pull the dry christmas tree needles out of your cracked winter feet and pat the shoulder of that cuckold joseph (laughs) in your nature because it's time for christmas episode Something about the image of just being like, ah, Joe. (laughs) I love how we're already losing it. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, All right, let's jump in. Jay, do you have any (laughs) rants? Complaints, inconveniences in this holiday season. (laughs) (laughs) I seen, you know, I haven't stolen anything in a long time. Except for the the hearts of our listeners. But at uh, the holiday time, when you're going out, even just to buy groceries or something normal or whatever, I always feel the like the hot gaze of surveillance on me like I feel the guilt as if I've already stolen merchandise Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I know the security is all amped up and already criminalizing people and so I feel like because I don't dress the best or you know if I'm looking extra sloppy I feel like they've honed in on me and are watching and waiting for me to steal something and so that makes me feel pre-guilty, but it also kind of makes me want to steal more. <laughs> That's like an uncomfortable tension, you know, like, oh, I feel bad, but I want it. It's kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you an avid shoplifter in your past life? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I would even say that. Oh, that was good. I've never done anything bad. Right, right. The part of my culture. So, mm-hmm. what's making you uncomfortable lately? <laughs> um. Well, I was telling you earlier. 
I've been having this battle with my makeshift Christmas tree. And I was like really excited because I am in my own like space. And so I was like really excited. Like I would be able to like decorate as I wanted to, like I could pick everything out and it's a whole situation, but we're in a small space. And so I was just like, and also none of our cars are able to transport a Christmas tree. And it was just going to be a whole situation. So then I was just like, you know what? Right. There is no room for that. So I was just like, okay, let me make a tree out of garland and just hang it on the wall. And so that's what I did. But it kept falling. Like every single day, multiple times a day. And I... (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how many times I like went to and from multiple stores throughout the day. I did this over like a weekend initially and I just kept getting like stronger hooks and then I just Mm -hmm. kept slowly like losing my mind because it's all I was like obsessive over it and then when everything was up it kept falling for days And then I was just like, okay. So it was like a constant battle between me and this tree. And I'm at my breaking point. (laughs) I was just told. Lord of the Rings. That's what I'm saying. It's the same. Um, (laughs) Epic saga. It's the epic saga of it. But like when it's up, everyone's just like, oh my gosh, it's stunning. It's beautiful. And that is what keeps me going. Because I'm so over it at this point. Like, I'm so ready to cancel Christmas. But also, I'm no quitter. So this is like a metaphor. Right. You you don't give up. But it's like right. a metaphor for your mental health, it seems like. Like, this is something much <laughs> deeper. This is not just garlands and glue. This is like the unraveling of your serotonin uptake inhibitors. <laughs> oh, for, sh- for sure it's something deeper. <laughs> Because it is unlocking a rage that I just (laughs) have not been able to tap into for a long time. And I didn't think it was going to take a tree for it to get there. But it is. Well, and it just fell down right before we started uh, recording. It did. And so this whole episode, I'm just going to be thinking about... This is going to be fascinating. So as the episode goes on, the rage will build, and then you're just going to burst through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Like The second we end this episode, I'm running out to my living room and I'm fixing it. This is going to be a great tension builder throughout this whole episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever thought of um, having an Instagram account or a YouTube channel where you do like this very quaint but uh very boring like martha stewart type stuff (laughs) but it's like your chamorro martha stewart and everything fails at the end like (laughs) it's like a metaphor for colonization or something right right yeah i just i think it would probably be entertaining for others um it would 100 percent kill me inside 
Um, cool. Cause you know, I'm a perfectionist and yes. I can't stand the thought of something not working properly or something not going my way in terms of the things that I created. So this mm. is really breaking me and I have, I'm telling this story to my therapist on Wednesday and we're going to have a full <laughs> discussion about it. <laughs> Cause I'm we like, Mel, you don't understand. <laughs> It's Ooh, coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you smell pine or hear a jingle bell, it just triggers you and you start it, twitching. It I'm very much triggered by this stupid ass tree. This is fascinating. Yeah. For a perfectionist, it's very generous and charitable of you to be around me at all because it just must grate on your nervous system. <laughs> You're perfect in my eyes. Oh, wow. Very delusional, too. Wow. <laughs> Therapist has a lot on her, on her plate. She's earning that money, girl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> happy holidays. Um, I think we need to start this episode saying that this is, I know everybody says happy holidays to be inclusive of all the winter solstice events and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, but we don't know or practice anything about those. No disrespect. It's just not a part of who we are. So we're going to focus on Christmas, but also not Christian Christmas, because this is not a religious holiday for us. <laughs> it is clearly cultural and mental. <laughs> and insane for us so we're just going to talk about what xmas has meant to us did it ever strike you as weird that people would abbreviate christ to x <laughs> i don't know if that's like insulting or just straight gangster like i know it's like a never, cross i've never once thought of that that's crazy like, what if your mom just started referring to you as X, but referring to all your other siblings by name, and you were just X? Like, how would you feel? I feel like that would actually be quite fitting um, and quite on brand for her. That makes sense. That makes sense. I kind of like it. Yeah. I think I'd like to be a Q. <laughs> Why a Q specifically? Like you don't know. So let's start out with... (laughs) (laughs) So like if Christmas is just purely cultural for us Mm -hmm. and it's part of the American part of our hyphenated identities, let's focus on capitalism and the gifts, honey. Forget about the family and the goodwill and the cheer because clearly we're not on good terms with any of those let's talk about gifts what is the worst gift that you've ever given or received um so my my qualm with gifts is (laughs) and this like like this also transcends just the holiday in general i'm just talking gifts in general Mm. it I can't stand it when people just give random gifts that are just like pointless or like they're just like trash, you know, or like you could tell they just 
needed to get something and then they like set their eyes on like the thing they their eyes landed on like that just pisses me off because like we're both I think good gift givers and so we put a lot of thought into the things we give people and so especially when I get something I receive something that like I know someone didn't take the time or the thought of it's like a slap in my face (laughs) (laughs) because I know how much time I've spent thinking and like brainstorming like for other people on like what to get them and then me not getting the same in return is just like okay so you just don't give a shit about me (laughs) that's cool yeah because it's like unreciprocated effort unrequited love because i you know you and i i mean i have a list in my phone all year long taking notes creepily Mm -hmm. on things people say or do that is reflective of what they might desire so you might say i'm a desires expert um (laughs) but i focus my gifts on that and everything's very tailored so those generic gifts especially like the gender stereotype gifts like if a motherfucker gives me another scented candle or what, like <laughs> essential oil or lotion or some shit, that is either going in the donation pile and in the donation pile, that's going straight in the trash. Like nobody needs this shit. It's just like a waste of your hard-earned money, a waste of space. <clears throat> it's just pointless. And so it just shows that people don't really take the time to get to know you or to think about you. Um, so yeah, I agree. That is very hurtful. Those are some of the worst. But also, like, I can recognize that gift giving isn't everyone's skill set. And so them even getting someone a gift probably is, like, a big thing for them. You know? They're just not good at it. But also, I hate it. I know that it's important mentally and socially to recognize that people have limitations, but I disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hold people to a higher standard. Like, I feel like that's a really simple thing, especially the people closest to you. They should, Mm -hmm. you know, pay attention to who you are and what you like and take the time to get something thoughtful. But those are across the board bad gifts i would say that my two favorite and by favorite i mean most painful and insulting <laughs> bad <laughs> gifts that i received is one maternity clothes when i was not pregnant <laughs> what message can you take away from those it is very clear the message <laughs> and i did not appreciate it i'd rather those are the truly terrible gifts yeah they're pretty bad i've also gotten socks like not fun christmas socks that they have now just like plain white socks as well <laughs> like dude why bother wrapping it like just i don't know so those are pretty bad 
can't say that I've given a bad gift. Maybe just my love to the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) But it is kind of hurtful when you give someone a gift that you know is something they've been talking about or wanting and then they don't use it. Or they just like don't show the reaction that you thought they were going to show. Yes. They're like, oh, thanks. Cool. I'll put it in this pile of gift cards. Yeah. The rage I'm feeling very building. sad right now. <laughs> I didn't realize this would be so triggering, but I'm really enjoying seeing the anger seethe in your eyes. Mm. Oh, there's something my... <laughs> So my therapist was like, Allura, you always, there's always going to be like a hundred percent in your like relationships with people. There's no more and there's no less. And if you're constantly doing 90%, the other person can only do 10, like, cause that's all that's left. You need to like take a step back mm-hmm. and like let them take more on and I was just like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard because I already feel like I'm never doing enough and that's why I do more and then also if I do step back and then they don't step up am I ready to let that person go no (laughs) not because I have abandonment issues I like how when the both of us go into therapy and they say these very insightful things we're just like no wrong hard (laughs) i will continue with my trauma response it makes great gifts for the holidays (laughs) okay so why do you feel like you need to do 90 of the 100 percent all the time where do you think that comes from um laughing (laughs) no because i just feel like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no you know because like <laughs> no, I know six times. <laughs> another two hour episode <laughs> oh I'm trying to gather my thoughts <laughs> have like a bottle of wine handy right after her <laughs> literally oh <Ooh>. ride <laughs> um <laughs> anyway what was the question <laughs> um, nice diversion <laughs> oh, so I you and I are very similar in a lot of ways and I think for me the reason I tried to do so much and give so much attention to the people that I love is I feel like I need to earn the love in return. I think because I didn't get it growing up. 
And so I feel like I have to prove myself like through actions and behaviors. And so it's almost like seeking validation, but also just trying to like rack up enough points to feel like I deserve their love in return. Cause I don't feel deserving of it. Oh, this got sad. But <laughs> you know, so I kind of feel like if I scale it back, then I am not going to be earning it and they're just going to walk away or it's going to lower the standard so much that I'm not going to get the love that I am craving in return. And so everybody is disappointed and then we're all just flinging mashed potatoes at each other, you know, with resentment. Oh, this sounds kind of fun. Ooh, with gravy, girl. So I don't know. Do you feel the same? Like it's kind of yes. Ending? You actually stole the words out of my mouth. That's exactly. I love what it is out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm learning in this episode is that Christmas makes me feel very sexual. <laughs> That we hang socks up and take shit out of that's wild, dude. If you think about it, like when would you ever do that? Like the most disgusting piece of clothing. Like why don't we just hang dirty underwear up and just fucking eat chocolate out of it? Damn, that's crazy. Oh my god. Um, speaking of like <laughs> gross stuff, what makes you most uncomfortable with uh, Christmas traditions, like food, like gross candies? What's on your no-no list? The naughty list, let's say. Oh, the naughty list. <clears throat> I, you know, I'm not a big fan of gingerbread. Oh, yeah. Like... There's so, something about it. I just. Is it that you know? spicy ginger aftertaste? No, because I love spicy and I love ginger. Is it that eating a man is too satisfying for you and makes you uncomfortable? <laughs> Maybe it is that sensation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a genitalia man that you put into your mouth. Mm hmm. Um, probably <laughs> listening, so I should probably, uh, you know, I feel the same way about gingerbread. It's just not great until Vivian started making it and she makes it really soft and delicious and she ices it perfectly. So that's the only gingerbread that I like. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> my grandfather, who <laughs> was like a career military man, so he was very rough around the edges, let's say, without getting into too many traumatic stories, he used to have this... <laughs> a glass Christmas tree decoration. It would open up like a little candy jar and inside he would have those ribbon candies, which is like a throwback to the fucking 19th century confection industry that basically had no flavor. And so these like ribbons of Christmas color and you put it in your mouth and it wouldn't, it was just sugar, but it didn't even taste good. It didn't even taste sweet. It just tasted like Something hard and sticky. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
I just uh, remember that as being a very uncomfortable feeling as a child. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this candy? Like, this is what it's all about? And why, why are we supposed to be excited about candy canes, too? You don't like candy canes? No. It's just too... I mean, for the flavor, it's not enough for me to deal with the fact that you're holding it and it's making your fingers... <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to the rest of this podcast on Only Fan. <laughs> I like to yeah. crush up candy canes and then put it in vanilla ice cream. Oh, that's good. See, I really like peppermint flavored stuff, like a peppermint mocha, like chocolate, hot chocolate, or whatever, or. Um, I got at the sugar-free bakery because I'm old and dying. Um, they had a peppermint mocha little cake jar that was sugar-free, delicious. I really like that, but something about the candy cane. And then I heard the whole story. Is it true that that's like blood body of Christ symbolism? Like that feels mm. kind of weird. I could see that. <clears throat> I kind of like that imagery. Cannibal. <laughs> Are there any, like, Christmas traditions that make you really uncomfortable? Things that you kind of dread doing every Christmas or that you didn't like doing as a kid? Um, I mean, having court-ordered, like, designated <laughs> days and times to go to. Oh, we went real dark. I like that. <laughs> judge has to sign off on christmas eve yeah that was like really fun and exciting i think think when i graduated high school and like we were still upholding that like schedule (laughs) like i was like you guys it's not court ordered anymore like you guys can do whatever you want i'm literally an adult now and i choose not to do any of this (laughs) yeah um I think that's the only thing that really made me uncomfortable. <laughs> and then also, like, keeping what I got from each parent, like, separate. As oh. to not um, make it weird. Yeah, when the parents get bitter and resentful and it becomes, like, a competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> That was not fun for me either. Lots of secrets. <clears throat> Which is why we're probably trauma dumpers now. We don't want to keep secrets anymore. It's <clears throat> exhausting, too. It is really exhausting. And trying to keep track of what you told this person and then trying to fake and lie that, oh, yeah, I love you equally and all that bullshit. <laughs> hey, did you ever believe in Santa growing up? Um, I think I did for a bit, and then I don't really remember when I stopped. Probably when I was, like, Mm. six or seven. Was there a moment you discovered it, or do you remember how you stopped believing? No, I don't. It it was all a blur. I also don't really remember a lot of my (laughs) 
childhood. So it was like at one point I was like, oh yeah, this is it. And then the next I was just like, okay, I see the truth and you lie to me. That's cool. Mm, so all the lies just got blacked out in your memory? Yeah. I remember coming to terms with the fact that Santa was not real in kind of a murder detective kind of way because I started analyzing the handwriting of the note that that Santa would leave in return for the cookies I put out. And my dad does computer A's in his handwriting and it's very Mm -hmm. tight and anal retentive, the spaces between the letters And so, you know, when I was about five or six and recognized that, oh, that's the same handwriting that my dad uses to write the child support checks. I was like, I don't think Santa is writing my child support checks. Whoa, wait a minute. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm a handwriting analyst, whatever that word is that they call those. That would be kind of a cool job. It's obsolete now, but that'd be kind of fun. Were there any holiday traditions that made you uncomfortable? Just like being with people. Mm, Totally. And um, being happy and trying to pretend that we all like being around each other. You know, I think I really longed for everybody to be together, kind of to mimic the things that you see uh, in Christmas time movies And just the general social consensus that, oh, yeah, we come together and we sing these fucking songs and hold hands and sip hot cocoa together or whatever. So I really longed for that. And I remember one time going with, like, my grandparents and all the aunties and uncles on my mom's side, of course. I mean, I'm not talking about bringing my mom's and dad's side together because that's crazy. Just spontaneous combustion. But it was like all my mom's family was together for once when I was about nine and we all went to eat um, dim sum together or for the fork users in the audience dim sum. Uh, And so we're all around this table and the lazy Susan's going around and everybody's like eating and talking. And I felt miserable because it was all these people with all these bad blood between them and it just felt very tense and I wasn't sure how to navigate it. And I just felt overwhelmed by big crowds of people anyway. And when all my family is together, that's like a group of people being very loud. <clears throat> and my aunt leans over to me and she goes, uh, are you okay? Doesn't this make you happy? Like, isn't this what you wanted? And I said, no. no. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would say that uh was very uncomfortable growing up and like all the the fighting and stuff <laughs> at christmas time but it is better now that i kind of get to define my own family and get togethers and do my own traditions so that's that's better i see now why people like the holiday and mm-hmm. enjoy christmas and when you can make it what you want but when you're a kid and there's things that are not so comfortable. It's hard. This is not really a Christmas episode. It's more just like trauma with a holiday twist. (laughs) So I know that you're thinking about that garland and how it's laying on the floor right now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I <laughs> I was thinking of the Christmas tree because we have a big one. Do you get a real one or do you have like the um, reusable one? What's your vibe yeah. with the tree? We have a reusable one uh, okay. just to avoid cutting things down. And oh, did you know uh, that there's a large segment of the population that has a Christmas tree allergy due to the specific kind of mold spores that grow on the bark of a tree. So if you find yourself at Christmas time feeling dizzy or nauseated or just lightheaded, that might be a mold spore allergy. And it's like uh, like 7 or 8% of the population, they think, has it, which is a pretty big number of people when you think about it. America but um, my father-in-law had it and so we got rid of all the real trees and that's helped a lot but we have like a big ass one and every year we get new ornaments so that when our three girls are old enough to have their own tree they can take the ornaments from their childhood and and carry that tradition on and um, so we have a, a big one and I think that Christmas trees are like a pagan thing because it's nature and fertility and life. And I was in Ireland one year and I went to this place called Newgrange. But this is crazy. So you go out in the, like the middle of a field in Ireland and there's all these like creepy cemeteries. I find cemeteries creepy, but they're creepy. And you go out and there's these big stone domes and you can go inside of it. And I was taking this tour all by myself because I had no friends and I wanted to go to <laughs> Ireland to find out my family history. So I'm on the tour by myself. And uh, you go in and at a, on the winter solstice every year, the sunlight shines right through this very narrow entryway that they've built And it was a way to light up the interior of this dome so that they could do um, pagan ritualistic prayer, if you will, ceremonies to celebrate the ancestors and then welcome the new life of a a coming year. And then when you're in there, (laughs) the tour guide goes, oh, by the way, all of these stones that are stacked up around you, there's no mortar and there's nothing to keep them together. They're just stacked. So this is like Neolithic engineering. They just basically Legoed the shit out of these stones (laughs) and lined it up for the winter solstice, which I think is incredible. Um, But anyway, that's like a pagan aside. (laughs) Love those pagans doing good work, stacking rocks, putting up trees. But I was thinking like, okay, so if the Christians took the tree from the pagans and they just added it to their Christian version of Christmas, we could just go willy nilly in nature and just start co-opting shit, right? So if if you could do away with this thousands of years of trees and, and the garland and all this pressure to make it stick on your wall, what would you take from nature to decorate with lights and... Um, bouncy shiny balls <laughs> what it's a I, kind, <laughs> I know it is um and I kind of have two answers one to satisfy both sides of my personality one okay. I would do kind of like a Blair Witch type thing so oh. just a bunch of like <laughs> just a bunch yes. of like twigs and branches <laughs> Oh my god, and someone's like holding them in the corner facing the wall. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just <laughs> love it. 
Or I would just take a bunch of like <laughs> wildflowers, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> just <laughs> Are they bound with hair or what? Do you sprinkle fingernails yeah. on them? <laughs> totally. You know? So yeah. I feel like twigs and wildflowers. So there's like a creepy and a, like a pretty side to it. Yeah. Yeah. I get That's very natural. I was thinking of those, um, you know, those huge corpse flowers that grow in the Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Like the I think it's called like the Titan Aram, the ones that are like taller than people. And it looks like a penis jutting out of a diseased vagina and it mm-hmm. smells like rotting beef. Wouldn't okay. that be lovely to decorate? <laughs> like, take something. I think ugly. so. Yeah. And make it beautiful. Or maybe like a, oh my God, wouldn't it be cool if you could take like a manatee or something like a. Like, just a huge, ugly animal and just have it sitting in a rocking chair in your house and then you you decorate it with little lights. <laughs> or, like, you put makeup on the manatee and it's just, like, <laughs> and it's just groaning all of the pain of the holidays away, but you've decorated it so it looks pretty on the outside. Right. Those are great ideas. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Why did you choose the manatee? Are they the ugliest in your opinion? Um, I feel like one. (laughs) 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 Um, do you listen to Christmas music? Do you have like a favorite one? Um, I love Last Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it too. Kayla it's so good. Me, Kaylee was telling me that him and Julie watched the movie Last Christmas that has all Wham songs. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, I think it's a newer movie. I haven't seen it either, but he's just pretty good because it's a rom com, but it has a, a twist ending. But it's all Wham on the soundtrack. That's crazy. Yeah, I love Last Christmas. I love that too. And Adele sings it. And it's so cute to hear a four-year-old sing about a bad breakup. It's like preparing her, you know. Yeah. George Michael taught us a lot of things, if you think about it. Jean shorts, yes. Hand jobs in bathrooms, no, honey. No. How do you feel about the Mariah song? What is it called? All I Want for Christmas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love a Mariah moment. Um, is it my go-to? No. Is it it's too, not. like, poppy? Yeah. I like the sad Christmas songs or, like, the slower ones. Or, like, I love a Michael Buble Christmas oh, album. Really? Yeah. Wow, you know? Surprising. 
I don't like the stereotypical, like, very crazy Christmas. I love a... Ones, like, you can... You can get away with still listening to, like, at the beginning of the year. Like, until, like... Mm -hmm. It's not winter anymore, you know? Yeah, so something a little more mellow and mild. I have Michael Bublé sounds very old timey too. That fits you, I guess. Yeah, because you know, I'm an old person. You really are. You're basically a cadaver with a beautiful face. <laughs> Did you know that Mariah Carey was trying to copyright the term "Queen of Christmas" for herself? Interesting. No. Based off that one song. And I know she makes a shit ton of money, like millions of dollars oh, every year. for sure. Every year. But the queen of Christmas? Like, what else about your brand is Christmassy besides that song? I, I thought that was extremely arrogant. I don't know why I'm surprised by that, because that's very Mariah Carey. But that just seems a little encroaching. For sure. Would you have a baby <laughs> with Nick Cannon? Because I'm sure he'd be willing. You could have baby number 64 or whatever it is. Right. No, I'm that's gonna be a hard pass on that one. I'm I'm curious. It's hard for me to juggle three children at Christmas time. I just wonder how he does it with all I don't know. It's like he has to forget some of them. Right. Yeah. You know, like there's got to be some that are just not memorable to him at all, which is so sad. But like, you know, he definitely has favorites. But maybe they'll grow up with great senses of humor like us for being neglected. I mean, totally. Yeah. Did you watch The Fall of the House of Usher? No, too scary. Oh, okay. Because it was like... Basically, the guy has, like, a bunch of kids, and then they all came and found him, like, when they were adults, and then they were, like, set up for life, obviously, because he's, like, worth billions of dollars. So, like, it, I feel oh. like that could be a setup for them, you know? <clears throat> was it good? Oh, it was so good. I still think about it to this day. Oh, okay. I know Mike said he really liked it, too. I like a girl in Poe, so... One one time I got in trouble for for saying that most English classes teach the works of literature by old dead white men. And an Mm -hmm. old white man got very mad about that. Right. As if it's not a fact and complained about me and tried to get me fired. Isn't that fun? But I, I was thinking of this because I told him, I was like, I really love Edgar Allan Poe. I've always loved Edgar Allan Poe since I was a kid. And I always teach him in American literature at, like every year. So I was like, you know, I'm cool with that. But it's like a fact. How could you get yeah. mad? I, I don't understand. But anyway, I'll have to watch it because I'm sure there's going to be a movie someday about Nick Cannon's kids and how they dealt with the fact that they were one of an ongoing growing number of children. Yeah, I had this one class in college. It was like sustainability and action. And there was this one like guest speaker guy that was basically saying women are the reason for like climate or like climate change because we are the ones that bear children. And we're just like, um, what about all the guys that just inseminate 
multiple women yeah. like daily to have children that contribute to overpopulation and not the women that can only carry like one uterus at a, or one baby at a time for nine months, nine, ten months. I can't believe he blamed women for... <laughs> it was a whole chapter in a book. It was a whole section. And he was speaking on it. <laughs> so, like, we were all just like, I'm sorry, say that again? What? <laughs> and he's, like, missing the whole point of how the history of obstetrics and gynecology is super patriarchal and misogynistic and does not educate women about their bodies. And that's why we have so many whole countries of women having to bear children that they didn't plan for because they don't know about their bodies because no one's teaching them. And knowledge is there's all these barriers up to knowledge there's all these barriers up to healthcare. even in our country we have this slew of teen pregnancies because we promote ignorance among women rather than knowledge and empowerment so that guy is just another misogynist in a long line of misogynist that is crazy bones to hear Mm -hmm. it's it's always like not surprising but always disappointing when you hear shit like that like of course there's someone out there saying that and blaming women for the problems of the world. But yeah, my favorite Christmas song is fruit. (laughs) You heard that song? I've never heard that song. No. Hold on to your panties, Allura. (laughs) This is how we Google stuff. Ooh. Oh, should I share my screen, maybe? Basically, a recipe. We put the money where it's fruit cake. It's a delight. Did I just change your life? You did. That was the craziest thing I've ever... I was not prepared for that at all. It is the best Christmas song ever made. I believe that. That's French. I think I'll add it to the playlist. Yes. Oh, yeah. We have it added to our playlist. We have to... Yeah. Yeah. It is so good. Um, It's going to be stuck in my head all day. But I love it. All the other ones, like all the super Christmassy ones, uh, the Jingle Bells, Rudolph, those are earworms, Mm -hmm. but they get very annoying very quickly. 
I like um, yeah. Chuck Berry's uh, Run, Run, Rudolph, the, like the mm, rock and roll mm-hmm. version. Did you know that Chuck Berry used to fart in um, sex workers' faces? <laughs> I did not know that fact. There's a recording of the king of rock and roll, the king of the guitar, <clears throat> farting in a woman's face that he paid for sex, and then he goes, smell my farts. And so <laughs> every time I hear run, Rudolph, run, I go, smell my farts. And my kids are like, what? I'll tell them the charming story when they're older. I love your stories and fun facts. This is I've never prepared for them. Oh, good. I like to educate by surprise and shock and awe. It's a specialty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What about Christmas movies? I know you said that you haven't watched any Christmas movies yet this year. Are there movies that you go to that help protect you from the trauma of the season? Um, oh, can I tell you a Christmas movie that I absolutely loathe and I don't understand why people like it? Do it. The Polar Express. Horrifying. I don't understand what that is. I absolutely hate it so much. The uncanny valley of that AI face is bone chilling and i don't know how people can watch it It is so distracting i've only seen snippets of it because i can't stand to sit through it but i'm so hyper focused on the eerie uncanny Uh valley of their face and not just the tom hanks but the kids oh the kids are extra creepy i don't know what is happening there yeah i hate that and then when that's not distracting you, it's boring. Yeah, because they're just on a train. They're right? on a train. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I used to, like, my family would always put it on. And I'd just be like, I absolutely hate you and everyone here and this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny, too, because Tom Hanks is such a, a national treasure. So it's fun to hate stuff that he's in just because it's we're just very counterculture. Yes. But a Christmas movie that I absolutely love is mm-hmm. How the Grinch Stole Christmas with yeah. Jim Carrey. Because oh, I have never, like, I just relate to the Grinch so much. Yeah. I always say, like, I can't cancel on me again. And then it's just, like, self-loathing and dinner with myself and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I just love it. Yeah. And you're even more isolated than the Grinch because you don't like animals. So you wouldn't even no. max the dog. I wouldn't. That's true Grinchmas right there. I really like I like the original short cartoon because that's what I grew up with. But there's an animated version from about ten years ago or so that's also really good, and it's pretty funny. Except Benedict Cumberbatch does the voice. Mm, I don't. I'll accept it. The movie's good for him at all. I well okay. Speaking of horrifying faces, what is up? (laughs) (laughs) 
weeks. It's like ghoulish. And why is he a uh-huh. heartthrob? Same thing with this Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I don't get that either. What is it? The poor boy needs like a blood transfusion. I don't and understand it. People are going to be mad because I'm body shaming. They're, look, they're rich, <laughs> famous heartthrobs. They'll be fine. I'm just confused <laughs> the ghoulishness of the their ghastly appearance. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Yeah. I also like Elf. Love Elf. So funny. It never ceases to make me laugh year after year. The part where he eats the gum off of the subway (laughs) railing just so nauseating and delicious at the same time. (laughs) But you know, I only like the like first half of the movie. Mm -hmm. Because I've been noticing people just don't know how to end things you know Mm -hmm. yeah like with (laughs) like stories they just don't know how to end it and so the high is just like everything before that and then they're like all right we have to land it somewhere and so then i lose interest in the ending yeah there's a lot of disappointing endings i feel that way about um I know this is debatable, but I see Edward Scissorhands as a form of a Christmas movie. And that's one of my top 10 favorite movies. I can see that. What does that mean? (laughs) 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 I am an Edward Scissorhands of sorts, never fitting in anywhere. Uh, I don't know why I did that British. But the last 30 minutes of that is so heartbreaking to me that I just can't watch it sometimes. It's just so sad how society ruins everything good in people Mm -hmm. because it's like a documentary that gets too real. It was whimsical before a man with scissor hands, but after that, I also, okay, so this is one of my new guilty pleasures because I haven't really started enjoying Christmas as much as I have since, uh, until I got married and had kids and starting new traditions that's been very healing and happy for me and so one of the movies that I watched for the first time last Christmas was called Noel it's with um, Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader and it's the first girl Santa and she gives this speech about how there's so much destruction and death and depression in the world but if we could come together at Christmas time and give to someone else and see the happiness on their face, knowing that someone cares about them. It, it's a speech that always makes me cry. And you know, I'm not a crier. So if something can make me feel human emotions and make my Grinch heart grow three times, that's pretty good. I, I find that a very enjoyable movie. I also like A Christmas Story except for the Chinese restaurant at the end. I've never watched A Christmas Story. Allura. I just don't care for holiday movies, really, besides, like, the big ones. I can't believe that the Hallmark Channel and Lifetime just plays all these shitty Christmas movies for months at the end of the year. Who watches that? It's so hard to get into christmas movies maybe we're just abnormal well that's it (laughs) (laughs) well 
Because, okay, so speaking of how bad things are and how awful the world is, it's, um, so Vivian asked me the other day, she was putting things together and she's been asking questions about Jesus. And she goes, uh, she, you know, she asked the question like, was Jesus real and who was Jesus? And so we talked to her about who the real guy was and what some people believe based on this book that they wrote about him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and um she goes okay wait but why do we have a holiday for one person's birthday <clears throat> and then so we try to talk about like, where and how and why he was born and what that means to some people that this is a story that some people believe in and there's lots of stories that people believe in they're basically all toward the same idea but i was thinking you know, with Christmas approaching and Jesus's birthplace and how awful things are right there (laughs) right now. And that we see the worst parts of humanity on display in Jesus's birthplace. And what a bummer that must be for our sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) Seeing his (laughs) hometown. Sweet baby Jesus is crazy. Sweet baby Jesus would not be pleased with genocidal no. acts happening in his hometown. Cause like, come on, what's he going to do for his birthday? Like you're literally. We need blind. like God in the old Testament. That's the kind of energy that we need now. Yeah. We need some justice and we need some not indiscriminate killing of babies and racism and colonization and all that stuff. But I was thinking, poor sweet baby Jesus, he like can't even go home for his birthday because he would get blown up by settler colonialism. So you're a great party planner, Alora. We know that you can throw a birthday party, a baby shower, you can decorate for the holidays, you do all this fun stuff. What kind of party would you throw for SBJ? <laughs> Are you going to hand out kazoos or what? <laughs> Sweet Jay. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're going to strap SPJ into a car seat. We're going to bring him over here. Yeah. In a little bubble. It's safe. Um, maybe there's a bounce house. Like, right. What are you doing? What kind of food are you going to serve this poor kid? I love that scene in The Grinch when like people are just like spoon feeding like the Grinch like food because that's just a pipe dream for me. So I would love to do that. Just have like mm-hmm. random foods because I love feeding people. So I would mm-hmm. have this whole room just filled top to bottom with foods. Ooh sexual and then i would have a banner that says leave by nine (laughs) (laughs) i would either make it a pajama party or a ugly christmas like party i asked steph because she's having christmas eve at her house and i was like what's the attire what's the vibe she was like um i don't really have one i was like oh so i can show up in like my pjs and she was like no allura and i was like oh so you do have something in mind Mm. interesting just come out with it so I don't have to do this whole dance You should and make you upset. Up, you should show up in assless chaps. I would love to do that. I mean chaps. That's kind of redundant, huh? Assless chaps? 
Chops yeah. are inherently assless. <laughs> the asslessness is unspoken. Do it. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, I once made this ugly Christmas sweater that had like the, I hot glued the actual like um, Christmas lights all over. And so I had to plug myself in to the wall. Isn't that dangerous? Couldn't you light on Probably. <clears throat> but I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I would love to make that a comeback as well. Hmm. That sounds fun. You could light Jesus up with Christmas lights. Yep. Do you think Jesus would approve of all the stuff that we do? Like lights and all of this stuff? Jingle bells? Mistletoe seems a little racy. Very racy. Just a little salacious. No, I think SBJ would not approve, but this is where we're at now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just going to put all of the things, all the stereotypical things out. Mm Mm-hmm. As a mockery, but also like, wow, this is... This is it. This is society today. Ooh. I think you'd like it. I think I would like to have like a drag show for mm. SBJ. Easy <laughs> Bobby. I think he would enjoy that. Yeah. It's just like a celebration of life and creativity and brings together people who don't feel like they have a place, which... I've heard is what Jesus was supposed to be all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think he'd be really into finger foods. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Jesus would be a double dipper? Mm, that's the real I problem. think... He secretly would be like he would like do a double take to see if anyone was looking and then he would do it. Yeah. He could probably use his magic to like de-germ the totally the dip or whatever. What's your favorite dip? Um <laughs> I should have been a journalist. I come with all the hard-hitting <laughs> questions. I'm basically on the ground in Gaza with all of the you do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love the artichoke um, dip from Costco. Have you had that? Yeah. The artichoke jalapeno one. one. Yeah. And then you warm it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And then you just dip it. Um, I love anything really, like, cheesy. I love, like, a good, like, um, I don't know, like, marinara but not marinara, like something more fancy. Hmm. What do you, you know? dip in that? Like a cheese stick? Mozzarella? I, anything really, like some bread, some like cheesy garlic bread. And you sound sad when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like? I like a seven layer dip and then I like to pick out the three layers that I don't like, which... right. Probably is reflective of my mental health issues. Why go for it all if you're just going to weed it out and be uncomfortable with that? 
Totally. When you could have just made a four-layer dip. Right. But then probably someone else made the seven-layer dip, and it is your favorite, so you wouldn't want to make a ruckus with just wanting to have the other layers that you don't want. And I have to suck it up. Yes, because I have to people please, because otherwise they'll realize what an awful person I am inherently and won't love me. And then I'll die Mm -hmm. alone under a tree that will then be cut down and put in someone's house because Christians took over pagan traditions and destroyed nature and the world. Oh, man. (laughs) If I have to go to another party where they do, like, fun straws and sticks to mark your glass, I might scream. If you ever get married, would you have a bachelorette party with dick straws? (laughs) (laughs) And do you think sweet baby Jesus would drink from a dick straw? Controversial. Very controversial. Um, I would say maybe it wouldn't be my idea. It would probably be someone else that <laughs> planned it, even though. It'll be me. It'll be me. Um, and then they'll probably sneak it in there. And I'll just be like, oh, whatever, Ooh. it's fine. Um, also, I do think he would drink from the straw. Because he wasn't about hate. He was about love. Exactly. Do you know one of the things I love about you? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> is that when I ask ridiculous questions, I can see in your face that you're really thinking about how to <laughs> Like, you just go with it, and I appreciate that. Well, I want to give you, like, an answer that, like, you know that I'm thinking about it. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to give you some willy-nilly answer. I really want to take my time and think about what I truly would do in that situation. I appreciate it. Our traumas fit together well. It's like a nice little puzzle of chaos. I, I texted you recently, and I told you that lately I've been trying to be friendlier with people and I so I try to make jokes a little you know social <laughs> lubricant if you will and it's nothing right. like a dick straw I don't go up to like the PTA and I'm like you drink out of a dick straw I of course <laughs> for you. but I'm just you know trying to make casual suburban jokes and they're right. looking at me like what are you saying like why would you say that? And so then I just feel bad and embarrassed, and I shut down. And then they think I'm an asshole because I'm not conversing. But I don't know what they want me to say. Like how am I supposed to? People just aren't funny, I guess. They aren't. They're wrong. They are. I told you they just aren't worthy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I need to do a full Mariah on this. I'm the queen. Everybody else is wrong. <clears throat> Literally. If you could secret Santa anybody in the world, let's do living or dead. Who would it be? What would you get them? And why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
And I told you about this before we started. And so this is just perfect to bring it up now. The dark web. There is. <laughs> Let's log in now. There is. I found this guy who um, just goes and it like finds all these <laughs> like weird websites on the dark web, like <laughs> all ranges. And so he had found this one site. And it's like a gnoming service. <laughs> and there's there's different packages, okay? And so this guy, he ordered one, like a gnoming service on himself just to see what would happen. And they, they broke into the house like in the middle of the night to gnome... <laughs> of gnomes just everywhere and then there's this other like there's like an add-on like if you were like you get rid of the gnomes they populate with more and more so like it's even it's like an infestation problem and so (laughs) i saw that and i was literally like i've been so intrigued ever since and like this is just like so funny and so dark and so psychologically twisted (laughs) that i It's like a charming home invasion. Yes. Like, you know, that's fine. I think there's even like one that like is like kind of creepy. That's like kind of just like, you know, like too far. (laughs) Yeah. A little too far. Um, So I would say if I ever find my way into that dark portal and am able to find this gnoming service as a gift, I would either have to give it to someone who I like truly love and they would like appreciate it or to someone I absolutely cannot stand and I want to make their life a living hell and to like have them psychologically just melt down and burst. Um, and so <laughs> maybe there's like a Venn diagram where there's one person who is both of those things for you. And it's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, because, like, it's just so genius. And it's just, yeah. I think about it constantly. And if the opportunity ever arises, I for sure need to take it. <laughs> One of the funniest things about that is that it's called a gnoming service. Like, the service <laughs> that we're providing for you. That tickles me a lot. <laughs> just so whimsical. It is. Like, it's just. (laughs) I love that. Can you imagine how eerie it would be to wake up with evidence of someone being in your house? Everything is in disarray. And then there's just gnomes everywhere. Gnomes everywhere. Oh, my gosh. You know. Think back to, like, the South Park episode with the underpants gnomes, and they just, like, take all your underwear. I wonder if there's part of the service where they do stuff like that. I think they have, like, a lot of different, like, variations and packages that you can (laughs) buy. You can customize your service. You can customize it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I, as I understand it, magical creatures like gnomes and fairies, they all have an area of specialization. So that would make right. sense. Right. They each have their kinks. Yes. Kinks. Question. Do you do the... Um, kinks? What is it? Yes. The... <laughs> Do I do what? Do you... <laughs> That's a weird segue. <laughs> do you do the like elves thing for Viv and Bean? Oh, the elf on the shelf? Yeah. No. Our eldest uh, did it at her mom's house growing up. And she enjoyed it, but I find it to be a little bit too panopticon, um, patriarchal surveillance-y. Mm-hmm. It feels weird. I mean, Santa is enough already. Like, he's always watching you. He knows if you've been naughty or nice. And like, what is that dividing mm-hmm. line? So there's already issues. I know I'm overthinking it, but I feel weird about it. And the elf on the shelf is just in your home. And it's a physical manifestation of this idea that Literally. some figure is moralizing over you. Just feels a little too explicit. And so they've asked, oh, how come? Because their friends at school have it and they see it in the bookstore and stuff. And they ask, oh, how come we don't have elf on the shelf? And I said, you got enough. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> yeah so yeah we don't do that we'll do um we have advent calendars and things like that i do scavenger hunts in the advent calendar it's from santa so yeah (laughs) they always rhyme the clues always rhyme how quaint i love that i'm breaking intergenerational cycles of trauma I love that. Yeah, I was just because I had no idea what it was until like I saw it like on a video or something like a couple years ago. And I was just like, oh, that would be like fun to like torture your kids on like if they are actually naughty. Yeah, that's like a really good thing. But then that's like a lot of effort. It is a lot of effort. It's a little triggering, too, to know that a doll is moving around the house at night or something only comes to life when you're unconscious. Mm -hmm. There's a power dynamic at play here that is a little invasive, but I would be willing to do it for you. (laughs) And given that we live 100 miles apart, you would see how much effort I'm investing into this elf Mm -hmm. on the shelf. And it would probably leave you things that were very unsettling. Is there anything you look forward to at Christmas? <laughs> like any guilty pleasures, things you're ashamed to admit that you enjoy about Christmas? Let's get vulnerable. Um, well, I'm actually very excited for this Christmas because it's the first one, like, I actually have a place and I can actually make my own plans. And so I'm at that stage where I'm like, oh, I can make my own like traditions. Like I'm still going to both of my um, family's houses those days. But like on Christmas day, I'm planning to like leave early and then like make a dinner at home and just have, you know, just um, a nice relaxing like Christmas day event 
but just like the people who I'm close to and who are living here with me and all that stuff. So that's what I'm excited is just creating new traditions Yeah, as I'm getting older. Yeah. That's good. I like that for you. So what's on the menu for your Christmas? Okay. So I just went to Costco Mm -hmm. yesterday and I found this huge like tri-tip, like already marinated, like already seasoned. So I'm excited. And then I make the best mashed potatoes. It's actually cauliflower mashed potatoes. It's like a little bit. I know. And it's so good. I put some pepper jack cheese. I put some California cheddar. Ooh, I love pepper jack. Yes, I put so much seasoning in there. Um, And then I love like either a roasted like Brussels sprouts or broccoli situation. Um. Pass. I love, I'm going to drink mimosas the whole day and Fine. no one can tell me different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got the, um, <laughs> there's like the chocolate, like peppermint um, cookie or like loaf mix from Trader Joe's. Oh, panties coming so off, honey. So good. Um, so I think I'm going to make the cookie version. So I'm excited about that. That all sounds delicious, and um, but the only flavor that I can taste is the salt of my tears that I'm not invited to this. Well, you could be, but I know you're busy. <clears throat> but it sounds lovely, and I'm glad you're making a dinner for on your own terms for you to like start a new tradition for yourself. I love that. Thanks. <clears throat> what are you looking forward to? I, going back to how we're good gift givers, I love to see my gift ideas that I've been curating all year long through eavesdropping and eerie observation come to fruition when the kids especially open their gifts. I just love to see the look on their faces, knowing that someone is paying attention to who they are and what they're interested in and giving them things to do. Um, I find that the older that I get, the more anti-capitalist I become. And so I've really been trying, obviously with everything going on in Palestine, I've been very vigilant about the boycotting of stuff um, to do that kind of economic protest. But I think for Mike and I, we really want to focus as our girls are getting older on giving them presents that's an experience, like things that we do with them and spending one-on-one time with them uh, to make them feel special. So I'm just excited that they're going to be opening gifts and they have stuff, yes, but there's also going to be like a continuation of Christmas for weeks after as we take them on all these events and activities that we are gifting to them. So I'm just really excited for that. I It's fucking the Google Photos. You know, how it sends you the memory slideshows. It's killing me. Like, killing me that I get these slideshows of, like, six years ago. Here's your precious baby being born. And it just feels like it's all going so fast. And I know that's very cliche. But as a mother, I just feel the time accelerating and uh, feeling like I don't want to miss out on that. And I really try... I've made a concerted effort, especially lately, and with things going on in the world and trying to be very grateful for the time that I have with my kids to like be active and, and be with them and do things together and make those memories. So 
<clears throat> between the news and Google Photos memory slideshows, I'm really just trying to enjoy kid time. Um, so, yeah, that's nice. But you have to watch Krampus. I will. I think I'll maybe watch that Christmas Day. Yeah, you should. I think you'll like the evil of it. Mm -hmm. And um, Germany. Ooh. Ooh. Very. (laughs) I I think it's a perfect mixture of Christmas and evil for you. And fear and home invasion as well. I want you to give to our listeners advice on how they should cope with all of the family gatherings and stressors of the holiday season. What advice would you offer them on getting through these ordeals? Um, bring your own vice. Oh, <laughs> that was short and to the point. I like it. Yeah. I always bring like my favorite bottles of wine <coughs> with me. To any family gathering, knowing full well I'm the only person that's going to be drinking it because I'll be hogging it. Um, But yeah, it makes the time go quicker. Everything's a little bit funnier. Um, Yeah. You know, I am not supposed to drink because of health issues. But on Thanksgiving, I drank a bottle of wine and boy, did that help. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no wonder people get addicted to that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was quite a magnificent transition. So thank you, Alora. Yeah, or find like a quiet corner and just stand face into the wall like a Blair Witch. Facing the wall, yeah. Yeah. Did That'd you ever be- face the wall growing up? <laughs> well. Now that we're back in the the deepest depths of trauma, I will say that I did not get punished in those ways much growing up because one, neglect, so nobody noticed me. Two, I was already shamed so much for my existence that I was from a very young age a people pleaser and always trying to put extra effort into being a kid who would not be punished. And to remain invisible because being good meant being invisible and being invisible meant less traumatizing. Huh. Um, So, no, I did not get into the the (laughs) corner much, but there was one incident where I got locked in a room and threatened to be beaten if I turned the lights on. And I was very scared of the dark at the time because I was shown all of these movies like poltergeist and nightmare on elm street when i was like three and i had recurring nightmares about it so being locked in the dark made all of those figures feel very real and that was very scary what was your punishment (laughs) man i'd rather take a chopstick beating any day over being locked in the dark that was horrifying <clears throat> oh, that was so funny. Um, oh, I'm glad it it came back around. Yeah. <laughs> it was so <laughs> off topic, but I just 
I felt the impulse to ask the question. <laughs> no, it's it's all part of Christmas, really. <laughs> yeah, I have faced a couple of walls. I got my mouth like washed with soap sometimes. Ooh, do you remember what you said to earn that? No, I don't. You know, that's I a- think it was only like once or twice. That's a huge plot point in A Christmas Story. So I don't know if that encourages you to watch it or not. But <laughs> How bad was it? Did it taste soapy for the rest of the day? or? Yeah, it was it pretty work? terrible. I remember the aftermath of it. It wasn't very pleasant. Was it Irish Spring? Because whew, that scent lingers. It was Irish Spring. And that's why I hate Irish Spring. Oh, also because yeah. my dad used to always use it so that's what he smells like really that's a surprising choice for your dad <laughs> just an onion just peel those layers back always <laughs> <the time. laughs> hmm. <clears throat> yeah i never got that i i did get in trouble for dropping f-bombs when i was little though solid but what are you gonna do you know if you hear it every day what yeah we're just mimic. the math is mathing on that one. Yeah, we're just viceroy butterflies mimicking our environment. Nature knowledge. Boom. Look it up. Google. Um, I would say in holiday environments when you're around people who trigger you or are reminiscent of traumas, or if holidays are just stressful because there's so much shit going on. Tell a joke. Talk about <laughs> SBJ. <laughs> you know, it will head humor. It will. Mm-hmm. It's like a social ripcord, as my husband said. It just pulls it, and people walk away. So yeah, be the candle that keeps the flies from coming. Citronella. I don't know. Bad metaphor, but you get. <laughs> That was a good one. Thank you for lying to me. Well, any other parting words for Christmas season? Jingle, jingle. Why is one of the reindeers named Vixen? Huh? That's so cool. <laughs> What's up with that shit? Objectifying of female bodies much, Santa? Hmm? <laughs> I went, I think I was watching a video and I, I forgot what it was, so I'm going to butcher the point, but it was like animals who are drug addicts and one of them <laughs> like reindeer, they are like obsessed with eating this like one plant or something that make them like... They're basically like mushrooms, just like psychedelics, Mm. like for reindeer. Mm -hmm. And I forgot what the cause was or like what the solution or whatever, but it was basically talking or hinting that it was like the root cause of like why Santa has reindeer is because the reindeer are tripping 
So they're all fucked up on mushrooms and that's why they want to fly around the world in one night? Yeah. That's crazy. That's kind of like cats on catnip. Like it makes them go nuts, kind of. Yeah. <clears throat> that's cool. What? Um, I feel like possums look like they're on drugs. I could believe that. Also, like raccoons. Oh my god. There's some cool. crazy party animals. They're aggressive too. I yeah, literally they're out for like a good time. Yeah, they chased me down the street before, and they're big because they're eating all the trash in the city. You know, mm-hmm. so they're eating like tater tots and shit. Big motherfuckers with their little masks and gloves on chasing you down the street. That's not cute. And then if you defend yourself, then you get in trouble. Right. I saw this one video of like a kangaroo, kangaroo, not noon. <laughs> of, like, <laughs> of this kangaroo, like having a beef with like this one dude and he's like trying to break into its house and it looked like a person. It was crazy. Like kangaroos are terrifying. Yeah. When they start boxing and stuff or they'll, or yeah. they'll, um, kick your chest and like break your sternum literally it's crazy <clears throat> i very much enjoy stories like that because it's humbling for humans mm-hmm. we need to be reminded we're not the top of the food chain that we're not the most important animal on earth we're just one of many mm-hmm. and this manatee thinks that you need to check your privilege honey there we go. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Indeed. That's like our last episode of the year. Oh my god, next time we meet, it's going to be Year of the Dragon. Rar. Rar. That's so, what year are we in? What animal is it? It's the rabbit. Yeah, or no. the cat, if you are culturally specific to me, your co-host. So, cat yeah, and rabbit. Yeah, the dragon will surely be another terrible year. This year was awful for me. Sorry, cats. Anyway. Anyway. Ho, ho, Until ho. next time, see you in the new year. Make good choices. It'll be season two. Yes. And we're going to have new artwork. We will have new artwork. So. Whole new brand. Get ready to meet us again. Oh, boy. Wow. Okay, I'm going to end it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Bye!